We were young. We were in love. We were rollicking in those sublime early days of marriage when life seems about as good as life can get. We could not leave well enough alone. And so on a January evening in 1991, my wife of 15 months and I ate a quick dinner together and headed off to answer a classified ad in the Palm Beach Post. Why we were doing this, I wasn't quite sure. A few weeks earlier, I had awoken just after dawn to find the bed beside me empty. I got up and found Jenny sitting in her bathrobe at the glass table on the screen porch of our little bungalow, bent over the newspaper with a pen in her hand. There was nothing unusual about the scene. Not only was the Palm Beach Post our local paper, it was also the source of half our household income. We were a two-newspaper career couple. Jenny worked as a feature writer in the Post's accent section. I was a news reporter at the competing paper in the area, the South Florida Sun Sentinel, based an hour south in Fort Lauderdale. We began every morning poring over the newspapers, seeing how our stories were played and how they stacked up to the competition. We circled, underlined, and clipped with abandon. But on this morning... Jenny's nose was not in the news pages, but in the classified section. When I stepped closer, I saw she was feverishly circling beneath the heading, Pets. Dogs. Ah, uh, I said in that new husband, still treading gently voice, Is there something I should know? She did not answer. Jen-Jen? It's the plant, she finally said her voice carrying a slight edge of desperation. The plant? I asked. The dumb plant, she said. The one we killed. The one we killed? I wasn't about to press the point, but for the record, it was the plant that I bought and she killed. I had surprised her with it one night, a lovely large Defenbachia with emerald and cream variegated leaves. What's the occasion? she'd asked. But there was none. I'd given it to her for no reason other than to say, Damn, isn't married life great? She had adored both the gesture and the plant, and thanked me by throwing her arms around my neck and kissing me on the lips. Then she promptly went on to kill my gift to her with an assassin's cold-hearted efficiency. Not that she was trying to. If anything, she nurtured the poor thing to death. Jenny didn't exactly have a green thumb. Working on the assumption that all living things require water, but apparently forgetting that they also need air, she began flooding the Defenbachia on a daily basis. Be careful not to overwater it, I had warned. Okay, she had replied, and then dumped on another gallon. The sicker the plant got the more she doused it, until finally it just kind of melted into an oozing heap. I looked at its limp skeleton in the pot by the window and thought, man, someone who believes in omens can have a field day with this one. Now here she was, somehow making the cosmic leap of logic from a dead flora in a pot to living fauna in the pet classifieds. Kill a plant, buy a puppy. Well, of course, it made perfect sense. 
I looked more closely at the newspaper in front of her and saw that one ad in particular seemed to have caught her fancy. She had drawn three fat red stars beside it. It read, Lab Puppies, Yellow, AKC Purebred, All Shots, Parents on Premises. So, I said, Can you run this plant pet thing by me one more time? You know, she said, looking up, I tried so hard, and look what happened. I can't even keep a stupid house plant alive. I mean, how hard is that? All you need to do is water the damn thing. Then she got to the real issue. If I can't even keep a plant alive, how am I ever going to keep a baby alive? She looked like she might start crying. The baby thing, as I called it, had become a constant in Jenny's life and was getting bigger by the day. When we had first met at a small newspaper in western Michigan, she was just a few months out of college, and serious adulthood still seemed a far distant concept. 